0: Welcome to this week's edition of the GBA Tax Policy Podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Taylor, with Alan Pesetsky. So this week, we're going to be discussing all things Inflation Reduction Act. Last week, there were a number of interesting developments after 37 amendments, only two of which passed and about 17, 18 hours of debate. The bill did pass Sunday afternoon and is on its way to the House of Representatives, where... It is expected uh, the members will be taking up the rule to debate this and then it will be on the floor Friday. So uh, the first interesting development, I think, was Senator Sinema's announcement of her support and what she requested that would be changed in the bill. First, she requested that the carried interest provision, which was one of Senator Manchin's uh, priorities be dropped from the bill. And so that raised about 14 billion dollars. So that was 14 billion dollars in revenue that they needed to cover. And then the second was her change in the book MinTax. She made a change that will help a number of manufacturers, specifically allowing the accelerated depreciation. And that changed the score significantly. I believe it previously was about $313 billion. Now it's about $233 billion. And we'll dive a little bit deeper there. So to compensate for those uh, losses, is she proposed adding the stock buyback tax, an excise tax of 1% on those corporations that are buying back their stock, and that raises about seventy-three, seventy-four billion dollars over 10 years. So let's dive in a little bit on that um, bookman tax,
1: and for that, we'll turn to Alan Pozeski. Alan? Thanks, Aaron. So the most prominent tax revenue raiser in the bill, as Aaron mentioned, is the 15% book minimum tax. And it's on your financial statement income. Let's call this the BMT. So now we've created an acronym for this, the book MinTax. Who does it apply to? It applies to corporations with adjusted financial statement income over a billion dollars over the prior three years. Or if you're a foreign parented corp, you have this additional gateway of $100 million of U.S. financial statement income. So it's a separate threshold. There are aggregation rules in the statute, so you might wanna take a look at those to see which US companies you might have to combine and certain income of foreign companies that are related also need to be included to see if you pass the thresholds. The new BMT is effective January 1, 2023. So that is very quickly considering we're already in August and some companies will have to scramble out to assess the impact of this. Some other notable points, as Aaron mentioned, the depreciation change. There was some concern among manufacturers and capital intensive corporations that because of their investments and tax depreciation that's accelerated, they would get hit hard by the BMT. But the late change by Senator Cinema takes depreciation out of the equation. So now basically your BMT is calculated using your tax depreciation amount. So this was a big win for the manufacturers. Uh, some other noteworthy points, are tax credits. You do get to take a significant amount of tax credits against the BMT. So you may hear that all companies will now pay a 15% minimum. It will not be true because companies will get tax credits that will reduce that amount. One other point are the net operating loss rules. The statute provides that only NOLs beginning in 2020 and later can be used to offset your BMT. So Any NOLs prior to 2020 are lost in the calculation. Um, We were hopeful that this would get changed and perhaps it get changed in some future legislation. One other note about the bill itself is in addition to the stock buyback change, there is also an additional $80 billion of IRS funding. What will that mean? We don't know yet other than more IRS agents. Will it mean better technology and IT, more customer service, targeting of ultra wealthy or large corps or sophisticated transactions? We shall see. So back to you, Aaron.
0: All right. Well, thanks, Alan. And we will certainly be back with additional updates after House passage. Uh, no one is expecting any changes at this point in time. There was some discussion early in the week on Speaker Pelosi and her ability to hold her caucus together, but we expect this to pass. On certainly a partisan basis, um, there's no expectation right now that any Republicans would support this in the House. So thanks so much, everyone, for listening in, and we will connect again next week.